Alright, hello listeners, and welcome once again to Fate's Rest. Today, we have with us the last member of our uh, trio of adventures. He is our, uh, he is our wizard boy, and I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. That's a fun, the wizard boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I am playing Zug. I am a orc wizard, kind of your kind of typical grayish skin. Um, looks like he's probably early balding. He's got the tusk, uh, big old thick mutton chops, just for fun flavor. Uh, he wears some robes. They're actually they're almost like too clean for uh, a lot of what people would expect orcs to be wearing um but he does keep himself very his outfit is like very well placed very clean very presentable um he has black hair uh where it's not balding on top it's going into a longer just tail kind of a rough uh ponytail off the back of his head i guess you call it a mullet if you want to go that far (laughs) the bald mullet (laughs) (laughs) the balding mullet uh and he is he has uh tealish colored eyes with like orange starburst to him the player's name by the way is the silver dusk yes the silver dusk i knew i forgot something (laughs) and uh we are going to get in just go ahead and get right on into his intro here uh this sets this here we're going to pull into an unnamed city somewhere deep inside the mountain ranges of the eastern side of the Lokorum continent no no any specifics it it looks like your typical mountain mountain-esque village High, really? high top buildings and built into the side of the mountain uh, platform farms it's, it's a typical mountain type village far from the town there is a quarry they essentially dig up uh, ancient stone which would be the equivalent of magical marble <laughs> so does that mean it cleans itself because if it does I want some <laughs> so we pull in to a, um, it looks to be a local guard outpost, and uh, with a uh, bounty board off to the side. And our orc friend is uh, pull, has pulled a uh, paper off of this bounty board and has showed it to the to a guard sitting at the desk. The uh, the guard the guard uh, kind of slightly glances up. And then back down to what he was doing. And he says, yes, that bounty is still active. Uh, bring back proof of uh, either proof of death or bounty alive, and the reward is yours. If you need your, uh, if you need any more information, you can go to the town archivist, and they will give you more. So, not even, like location or anything from you then just go to the archivist uh, yes archives are 
in the west side of town. Right. Small building, about half the size of this one. You definitely will not miss it. So shakes his head and he'll start heading over to the archivist to get information. Uh, on your way through this town, you'll notice that uh, this town seems to have been in some kind of uh, uh, chaos recently as there are the roads are kind of tore up. And there's a few buildings that have been damaged by fire from the looks of it because there's scorch marks. Uh, there are a couple of downed trees on one side and uh, a hole about the size of a head inside of a, a wall. A very large head, or...? Uh, about a zug size head. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe that. Well, that's definitely yeah. not mine. Uh, I don't think it's any of anybody I might know, but if it is, this could get awkward quick. So, working your way westward to the west side of the city, you actually come into a clearing where it seems to be all of the buildings in the area are gone. Like they've been moved or removed from the area. And off to the one side is a small, almost pitiful looking shack that has an infernal written across the top of it, Archivist. Oh good, it's a good thing I know that language. <laughs> That'd be awkward. <laughs> Uh, so he's going to look in the door. Is it like a window door or something? Or just like a solid door? It's just like a it's it's like a ramshackle little shack. It's, I guess, sitting in a... It's like an 8 by 9 shack with no windows and a metal sheet door. So this gonna... town gives no shits about their archivist, apparently. Yeah, it seems like. He's got an archivist union in here. Jesus. <laughs> ah, so he's going to kind of... His first thought is to, like, knock on the door, but it'd probably rattle make a lot of noise. So then he thinks to uh, kind of hold, like, the, the top part of it and, like, kind of use his boot to, you know, kick it a little bit to let the archivist know he's there. The uh, as, as he kicks the door, it actually kind of just, just pushes open. Even though he's holding it, it still kind of pushes open. And the, in sitting at a small desk, surrounded by stacks and stacks of books and papers, is a little uh, a little female halfling. Yes, come come in. So I am trying to locate this uh, bounty. The guards are very helpful to give information here. And he's gonna pull out the bounty note and hand it over on the desk. She adjusts her glasses and looks at it. And, oh, yes, yes, this is the one I posted. Uh, we had a thief in the town recently. I don't know if you've seen the, the destruction that the thief caused, but uh, that, he stole... That's all one thief? Yes. It was... Uh, you'll you'll understand when you catch the person. <laughs> it's dead, Yes. And they, uh, they were in the archive vault, which, and she points, like, she points at this little, uh, it looks like a safe next to the, next to the door over there in the corner. You just barely see it underneath the stacks of books. They were, they got in the archive vault and stole the deeds to the quarry, and we kind of need those back. Okay, uh, we can, I guess I can go and look. Do you know possibly where this... Uh, 
very not subtle thief has headed off to. So uh, they, the guards followed the trail of destruction and chaos through the uh, through the town and off to the south down the side of the mountain and it seems to be a, uh, a heavy forested area over there and when we looked through the maps we could only find uh, old ruins on the maps. So he's most likely hiding out in one of the old ruins. I mean, ruins do make a good spot on the road to hide out as a base camp. Yes, yes, this is a very true statement. So just deeds to the quarry then, nothing nothing else that, outside of that? That's what the, uh, the bounty is for. They also took a couple of uh, ancient spell books that were personal use of mine and a uh, an old storybook that was kind of a, a uh, an heirloom to the city. Okay, so the deeds are the important parts and then if possible the spell books and storybook. Y- yes. Do we have anything else other than the uh, vague description we have here? We have, and she stands up and uh, uh, digs through this pile around the around back behind her desk, and uh, she's this. She looks very uh, has this very librarian esque robe, or uh, I guess wardrobe on, uh, glasses, everything. It's essentially what you would picture a librarian to look. She's like half climbing through these stacks and digging through. It's like yes, we have. And she puts two papers on the on the ta- on the on her desk and sits back down. We have a, a kind of like a sketch of of the person we are that we we assume is the thief because they were kind of yelling about it, and a map of the area that they uh, followed the chaos through. I still think this is quite possibly the best worst thief I've ever come across. <laughs> and when when Zug looks down at the uh, at the sketch, and I, I don't know how he would react to this, but I'll describe the sketch. The sketch seems to be a large silhouette of a loxidon. And just a silhouette. It doesn't doesn't have any like major descriptor or anything like that. It the silhouette of a loxidon. Uh, and uh, the descriptions off to the side said wearing dark clothing, uh, face was wrapped, only thing you could see were the eyes, though we are pretty sure it is of Loxiton descent. And we are assuming it is a uh, escaped patient from the local hospital. That's an excellent uh, description of a bounty, victim, a bounty uh, charge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how common they are in the area or the region. Loxidens are definitely not common in the mountains. So they're not really common in the mountains, but they're are they common enough to be like common knowledge of? Oh yeah, that inter- they are. Um, they're. I mean, they're one of the the main races in like the flatlands and plains areas of the continent. Okay. They just don't tend to come in the mountains a- area very often because it's hard for them to traverse everything over here. So you kind of look at it and, you know, kind of just curiously because it's something that's not common in the area and 
usually stuff that's not common up here doesn't really come around very long or very often. So he will uh, kind of look at it and make a couple notes about it to himself and just kind of, um, I guess, look around to see what he can see in here to see if there's any, like, house, if he left anything around here to kind of track maybe who he was, if there's, I guess, anything, like, left behind from, like, clothing or uh, stuff that he's wearing. And, uh, see, see the, uh, the archivist will actually, after after going over all this, so so we like, well, we did talk to we did the guards did talk to the hospital after the uh, after the event happened because we do have a couple of we did have a couple of loxidin patients there. Um, our hospital isn't a normal hospital per se. Have you ever heard of a? Uh, a ward for crazy people and she's like not even slightly trying to put it mildly like you ever heard of crazy people uh normally they're the ones who are trying to stab you on the roads yeah well that's kind of what we had at this hospital and i say we lightly because it's technically in the city over that's definitely not a place i'd want to work but each their own, I suppose. So, is there one missing from the hospital? Uh, they checked themselves out saying their treatment was completed. The that seems is, like a loophole that should be closed. The, the problem is the, the, the person who stole the stuff was running through the streets claiming she was Frank Outcast, the greatest thief that ever lived. Once again, best worst thief. <laughs> Alright, well, if there's nothing else in here to see that they left behind, I guess I should get on the road. Mm-hmm. This is yes, yes. The path, uh, if you follow the path back towards the guard shack, there is a, uh, I guess, a side, a, a side gate. That will head you south along the mountain side and down into the forest. Uh, thank you for the directions and information and uh, quick, hopefully quicker way out of the city to get on the path. Don't and don't 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 mention it. Um, uh, for the the bounty uh, after you've talked to the guard. Uh, come back here and I we may have a separate bounty if you are able to recover the books I will do but hopefully the guard I turn into is going to be a lot better than the guard that directed me here they're all about to say excellent so she kind of smiles and waves as you leave the building and what do you do next I just get on the path because uh, she's already told me the reward for the uh, thief, correct? Or the deeds, right? Yeah. Yeah, so start heading on that path because the guards are super helpful. <laughs> yeah, the guards in this town are kind of like tired of the shit that's been going on because of the loony bin, so they're like, whatever, just fix it. They're also all scared of the ruins because most people stay away from them. That's pretty common. So yeah, you, you work you work your way down out of the town and 
following the chaos down the mountainside into the forest here. And you can definitely tell the route that this thief took because it looks like they just kind of bulldozed through a few trees as they ran through the forest here. Nice. Best worst thief. <laughs> as you as you travel through the woods here, you know, you as you get deeper and deeper, you actually start to come across a lot of uh, decay and uh, corruption. Like like there's something going on in, in the forest here, and you'll find you'll find a couple a few a few dead uh, animals throughout this travel here, and the further in you get, the more the more dead trees and decay you find and then you come across a shack that sits in the center of all this decay but looks practically new that's definitely suspicious so So, decay corruption and a shack Uh as as you come across this you'll actually stumble across a, a conversation there is a few men in hoods and robes talking to a uh, a clear loxidan. Like she she's way over nine foot tall. She's she's just probably one of the biggest people you've ever seen. And she's standing there in almost like this ninja esque thieves outfit. Essentially, uh, arguing with this the, these uh, hooded figures. This is not what we agreed to. This is this is your your your. This is what was in that damn safe. These these papers. The, the hooded figures are all quiet. They throw a. Uh, they take the uh, storybook from her possessions that she was showing up and uh, throw a bag of gemstones on the floor and then vanish into a uh, almost uh, mist, black black mist of decay and vanish. No, so they just they just vanish away as he's watching this uh, exchange. They took the storybook, but they didn't take the deeds or anything else. Correct. Zuck would step out um, from around the side of the shack as you look at this Luxodon and well greatest thief it appears that you stole the wrong items stole is a strong word as she turns around to to face Sug I liberated them I am Frank though I don't know if I know your name we can start with the pleasantries at a better time. Um, I'm here for the deeds. Oh, you could have them. They and apparently like, weren't what I needed to get. And I would like the other books. And sadly, part of what I was supposed to retrieve is no longer here. So I guess that will be a matter that we might have to see how that will be recovered. Mm. Good, good luck with that. These, these, uh, these shadowy figures, these them cultists are always a pain in my rear. Every time I do a job for them, it's always something. Hell, the last one got me locked in a loony bin. I can 
Let's see why. She kind of like tosses the papers on the ground. Here, I'm leaving. Do what you want. I mean, he is going to kind of narrow his eyes, but he wasn't told to detain <laughs> the Luxodon, so... Could he have been able to detain her? <laughs> uh, can make an attempt. <laughs> There's always knocking somebody unconscious and dragging them. I mean... <laughs> he have one hell of a strength right there. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a pretty strong... He's a pretty strong wizard boy. <laughs> he's the beef wizard. He does not skip leg day. <laughs> So yeah, I guess uh, gather up the uh, deeds. He's going to kind of grumble a little bit that uh, she dropped him in the dirt, uh, but pick him up and grab the books. And what? And uh, so as as you grab all this stuff, you actually start to feel like the air is clearing as she's walking away, almost as if the decay and uh, corruption is dissipating as the two faction or the two groups of people that were here are now gone one thing that will click as Zug picks this up is that uh, her eyes were the uh, the same teal and uh, orangish color that that his are by the time he stands up fully she's gone without a trace well that's definitely a suspicious tidying but I guess I got what the payment was for, so that gets me a meal and to move on. Get me out of these mountains, finally. As you work your way back to the town, making your way through this path of destruction, I would, I would guess you probably look over the spell books, make sure they're not damaged or anything. And they, You can definitely tell as you inspect these books as you're traveling that they definitely look like they've been manhandled by somebody. There's like dents in the binding, and uh, uh, there's a couple of frayed pages. It's like. So he would like to, as he's walking back to the village, noticing some of the damages here, just to kind of do whatever he can with mending. Oh, yeah. The, honestly, what, a couple passes of mending, and these books almost look brand new, like they've never been touched. Because it's just physical damage to them, there's nothing missing or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just to kind of make them a little bit nicer. Make your way to the towns, the back to the town, and the, the guard post, and toss the papers on the table. I suppose and the guard looks up, astonished. Where where's the where's the big woman? Where, where's where's the loxidid? Wasn't on the paperwork. You just said to bring back the deeds. That is a wait wait. How did you? get them from her we chased her for hours and we couldn't even catch her she's a lot faster than she seems maybe I'm just prettier than you are this guard looks up and he kind of like squints and like fr- or I guess uh, snarls a little bit because he's just uh, these, these really clean cut and uh, really clean cut and I guess uh, would handsome would be the word I can't even think of the word that it would be a uh, half elf. <laughs> he's, all, he's all pissy looking now. See, yeah. you almost have you almost have the uh, what is it? The smolder. You almost have it. You might want to work on it a little bit more. 
It says, whatever, outsider, here's your payment. Uh, Zug, make sure to, like, slowly count it to make sure it's correct before he leaves. (laughs) One gold piece, two gold piece, three gold piece. (laughs) Yes, the whole payment's there. Okay. He's like, these guards are crap, so make sure it's all there. They're not trying to jip me. I'm trying to jip the outsider. And actually, just just so you know, I'm probably less of an outsider than you because I was born in these mountains. And he's just kind of mumbling to himself, whatever, just hurry up and leave. Man, I tell you. Zeb really really gets under people's skin, man. Customer service is is so going out (laughs) as he's leaving. (laughs) I wish there was a way to leave reviews. We have a complaint box. Ooh, I should probably take care of that then. It's at the archivist. Oh, wait, there's not one. (laughs) And I shall figure it out. (laughs) So, you leave here with 50 gold extra. Complete the bounty. The 50 gold is more than enough to uh, secure passage on the local caravan that is heading north the next province and uh, eh, eh, enough extra to get food and a place to stay for the night you also remember that the archivist did have a reward if you were able to bring back her books yes yeah that's what he was going to go to next upon entering the the archivist's room she uh, she, she looks up and perks up a little bit oh you're back that was that was a surprisingly quick trip didn't she didn't put much of fight then you can say I'm a very persuasive individual you look it did, did you receive did you get my, my books she yes and I actually I decided to uh, help you out a little bit and he's gonna pull out the uh, mended uh, spell books and uh, put them on the, de- on the desk for her 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 eyes light up when she sees how pristine they look. It's like, oh, are you are you sure these are the same books? Uh, you could open them up. She said they were the rest of the stuff that she stole from here. These are. I just don't like to see. I don't like to see books in disrepair. And she digs through her. Uh, she's like super excited. Picks up the books, puts them away, and she starts digging through her desk. And sets a uh, a flawless cut sapphire on the desk. There, your reward for my books. I do, I do thank you kindly. It was a nice venture here in the village. You are much better than the let's call them other services in this village. Yeah, the guards suck. When when the new mayor took over, he kind of. Put all his friends and he kind of put all his friends in charge of the guards and moved everyone else out of the mayor's office. So now instead of my nice pretty library, I have a shack that I think might have been an outhouse at one time. Uh, probably, uh, probably a good indication there. Um, I would, I'd probably leave the village if you can. If not, I wish you 
the best of luck in getting something back to normal. She pats her books. Oh, I plan on, on getting out of here soon. And she waves as, as you leave. Now I have a few minutes to decide what Zug's next course of action would be. Um, so, I mean, really, Zug's next course would be to get out of the mountains. Uh, that's what he's been spending this time gathering up supplies and money and whatever he can to get out. And he wants to go and get to a city large enough that he can hopefully get into a library of decent size to start looking for information. Alright. Alright. So, gathering information and talking to people around the town and the previous towns that Zug has been to gathering his resources. Uh, he has heard of a, a great library in the north. And the, uh, the guild that runs it. Far north of the city of Liberum in the northern province is a, a small forest town that acts as the gateway from the wildlands and the rest and, and the main continent. And in this small town rests the library of the Ascended, which is the collected knowledge of the library every of, kingdom. Sorry, the, the Ascended. Of what again? The, the Ascended. Library of the Ascended. And in order to get there, you have to pass through the city of Liberum, which is the guild city. Yep. So I have to pass through Liberum. You're in... The fastest way to get there is by caravan, which you have now the funds to secure passage on the caravan. That's definitely the goal he wants. The faster, the better. As you travel, I guess you you stay you stay at the local inn for the night, you eat a hearty dinner, whatever whatever it is Zug would normally eat. If you want to go into detail, you can. If not, whatever. Uh, so, I mean, first he would do before he goes to get dinner, if the uh, caravans are still, like, around where you can see them, he's going to look for one that's leaving in the morning. Oh, yeah. To set yeah, up they, passage. They stage, at the, they stage in the northern section of the city, because to get through this province, they have to travel past the quarry and deep into the mountain passes. So he would go and uh, talk to them first, secure passage, and after that he would go to uh, get a meal and... A bed. Throughout the night, you have visions of what it is you're looking, what it is you're looking for. It's not not anything specific. It's just flashes of of battles and all kinds of stuff, and you can't tell you can't tell any any figures out. You can't you can't you can't make heads or tails of what's going on. You just know there's a fight going on. And you wake up and. You wake up a little bit later than what you what you would have wanted to, and uh, you're able to jump on the caravan just as it starts to leave. Um, so that's obnoxious for him because he'd have to do his morning prayer. Yeah. 
And you'll, you'll have enough time to do that and catch it just as it starts to leave. So when he gets down for his morning prayer before he packs all his stuff on, he um, he starts his uh, his prayers up and anybody who would listen at the door because he requested a room that faces towards the sunrise. Uh, he would be looking out the window towards the sunrise and speaking a basic prayer for Ira to watch over him in in the language he uses is celestial. Hey, there's probably some 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 eavesdroppers, some tavern staff or in staff eavesdropping because you're the only orc in the town. And celestial is a very pretty language to hear. It is, especially from an orc. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? It sounds so beautiful. What? <laughs> and he would, uh, after he makes his prayer and he gets his gear back on, he will uh, load up his pack, load up whatever he has, and uh, open the door and head out to the caravan. As, as it starts to pull off, you're kind of like chasing it and jump on real quick. And I say, we thought we were going to miss you there. Had a, had a bad, bad dream that didn't really help me out in the morning and you gotta ask for blessings for the road. Yeah, that's a happens to the best of us. The cart, the cart behind y'all that's following you're, you're in the middle cart, and cart in front is uh, got two guards. The cart, the cart you're on has one, and the cart in the back has two, has two guards. And uh, the cart behind you is full of women and children, and throughout the whole ride north. Uh, through the the mountains is uh, you can just hear these children uh, playing different games. Like you'll hear them that you'll hear them playing I Spy, and uh, you'll hear them play. You hear them singing the song Ninety Nine Bottles of Rum. It, it's just all those very annoying uh, traveling games, and uh, they try to get as many people to join in as possible, and. Uh, when it comes to them asking Zug, they kind of like stop for a couple seconds and then move on to the next person. Because <laughs> at that point, he's just kind of like the, the growling face, just like scowling, <laughs> having listened to these games for as long as he has. And this is a, this, with this caravan, this is a, a good uh, week's journey because they go straight from this, that little mountain town. They passed through the city of Silvis on the edge of the province, and then moved directly towards Liberum. And it takes about two weeks to get there. So two this weeks of time. torture. Yes, and every time, and when they stopped in Silvis, some people left and some people jumped on, uh, but the the women and children stayed. Um, Actually, uh, it, seem, it, it seems to be that they're the families of the guards that are with the caravan, and that the only the passengers seem to be only in the middle cart. Of course, they so are. These caravans—they're not horse-drawn buggies or wagons or anything. These are mat. The, the 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 people on the front of it, the guards on the front of it, are operating these with magic stones that they put their hand on, and it propels. Uh, it seems to be drawing magic into them, and they propel the carts forward, like magic-propelled stagecoaches. Sweet. 
Yeah, Zug's just concentrating on not going insane with all of the I Spy and all these like different colors, games, and what they see, and trying to find different things on the road. And the songs, the songs are just the worst. <laughs> and each day is a different game. Like one day they'll play I Spy, and then they'll play 99 bottles of beer, and then they'll play. Uh, patty cake or something they're singing and each time it just gets more and more annoying because he just had to deal with it and then by like that halfway through the second week it starts over with I Spy again as they start playing I Spy again and y'all start off for that day it's the the, uh, the driver says we got about three more days until we're there I think at that point, when it starts back over again, Zug just starts walking with the guards. <laughs> just to not have to hear it anymore. <laughs> just move up to the front cart. It's like, that's up here. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's just done. <laughs> yeah. After the two weeks is up, you make it into the city of Liberum. It's uh, been a long trek, and the caravan has moved on to the next area and is about to make its way south, back uh, heading the opposite direction into the Plains province. And the uh, the entire time y'all are in this town, these children have not stopped talking. Like, it's just annoying, but now that you no longer have to be attached to the caravan, Zug quickly makes his way away. Oh yeah, he, as soon as they got to the city <laughs> gates, he's out. He's like, nope, I'm done. Peace. <laughs> enough is enough, I'm done. <laughs> About, you've been in the town maybe five minutes wandering around, checking out all the sites, trying to find markers and landmarks and stuff. And you, you see this little urchin boy, he's running around handing out flyers. He, he's handing he's little urchin kids running around handing out flowers and uh, or flyers I didn't mean to say flowers and he runs up to you and hands you this this flyer for a bounty and then he runs off without another word and on this on this flyer is a uh, is it describes a uh, missing child and uh, a bounty of uh, free food and drink for anyone who can find any information on the missing child and it gives you the location of the uh, the tavern where all of this is happening at while you're sitting there reading it a man in uh, it's this real deep dark leather uh, hood comes up his skin is this copperish color and his eyes are this bright orangish color <coughs> Sorry. And he says, "Don't see many of of your people here in the this far north. What brings you into the city of Gilts, the city of Libra?" Most mostly trying to get passage to continue on to uh, just close my notes. When I close my notes, get passage on to Robar. Rubar, uh, Rubar. They say it Rubar. many different ways in the mountains. Yes, it's a 
quaint little city. Uh, if you're heading that way, you must be trying to either head north to on a pilgrimage to see the the giant cherry willow, or you're there for the library. <coughs> or you're there for the library. Does it matter to you which one? No, no. I just <coughs> I like to get to know people who come into our great city. Well, I hopefully won't stay too long. Just need to get the money to move on. Um, I know, I, mean, I guess you could say it's a beautiful city. I don't really like the size myself, personally. It's a little too crowded for me, but we all have our own flaws and things we're better with. Well, Librum is the largest city on the entire continent, so there is that. If you don't like large, it's not the place to be. But I think I've taken enough of your time. You, This city is plenty of work to be found and plenty of gold to be made. So try not to get lost in the 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 day-to-day bustle of this place i will do my best and he kind of like half his face for some reason no matter even if it's direct sunlight is still partially obscured like you can't make out his whole face and you see this bright pearly white smile come across his face and he kind of uh turns and says have fun now and as he turns and uh, starts to walk away. He's flipping a coin, and uh, he's whistling a very familiar tune, but you can't quite place where you've heard the tune before. And by the time you, uh, by by the time uh, you've turned around or have uh, looked up from what's from your paper, he's gone. All these people that can just disappear this is seems like a bad area to be in should get moving on as fast as I can where exactly is this place like he's trying to figure out the name of the tavern with the address and how to get to that address from where he's currently standing I mean you ask around a little bit and they, they direct you towards the center of town the town, the town center, or the town. Technically, it's a town square, but it's not the center of town. It's like off a little bit mm-hmm. because the center of town is where the two rivers meet, and it's a bunch of bridges, and it's all kinds of hell breaks loose there. So they, they, they kind of like, essentially, uh, push you towards the area where this tavern is. And, uh, that there is where we will stop. Okay. And with this. We have our last teaser trailer, or last intro. I hope you tune in tomorrow for when we release episode one. This is Tex, your DM, signing off.